and welcome back to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. This is Andrew with you here today. Today we're going to go over the Thursday night game between the Giants and the 49ers as well as look ahead to the week three matchups, look at some fantasy details and what we need to know. But first, as always, let's start with the word of God. We're going to go today to Jeremiah 29 11. It's one of the most popular verses out there. And it's for a reason. It's a really powerful one. This is what it says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So no matter what we're going through in life, we need to know that God has a plan. He is in control and he's going to give us a future and a hope. Sometimes ones that we don't even understand could be possible. Okay, so with that Thursday night game between the Giants and 49ers, that wasn't really all that fun, honestly. Um, The Giants did not look good, but you know what? They've struggled already a lot this year. I would say that Darren Waller you should still feel comfortable with. He is getting targeted early and often, and when Saquon comes back, who knows how long it'll be. But when he comes back, you can insert him back in your lineups, and you're fine with that. And with the 49ers, they are just, they are a beast, man. They have so much talent on that team. Debo Samuel looked amazing, of course, with Ayuk being out. And George Kittle got more targets with Ayuk being out. So if any one of them misses a game, the other two are must, must starts. And that's with Ayuk as well. If Debo misses a game, then Ayuk is a must-start. And then, of course, Christian McCaffrey being the best in the business. What can you do? What can you do against this team? It's getting to the point where we can even start thinking about starting Brock Purdy because he has so much talent on that offense. He's just going to naturally get stats because of those receivers just racking up yards after the catch. And honestly, I would also look at um, getting their kicker, Jake Moody. He's been doing really well as well. He got 12 points this week. And kickers, you can't really expect a lot, but he's been fairly consistent. Okay, now for the week three slate. Let's start with the Titans at the Browns. This one's probably going to be kind of ugly. For the Titans... Derrick Henry should be okay. He should be fine with volume. But the Browns have a great defense. And the receivers for the Titans with Hopkins, Burks, I don't know. I don't trust it this week. You probably have to start Hopkins. But don't feel don't feel great about it because he's going to be getting just smothered by that Browns defense. And so is Ryan Tannehill. He might get sacked early and often. And for the Browns, Jerome Ford was a huge pickup this week. But, you know, I don't think it's going to be this week that's going to be his week. You need to start him, probably. But he's going to have a little bit of a low week, which gives you thoughts to maybe try to trade for him next week. Whenever he has a dud, people might be starting to panic. If you don't have him on your team and he has a little bit of a low week, maybe send a trade offer before next week. Because... The matchups will be better. The Titans have the best run defense, so you can't expect much from Jerome Ford. And with Deshaun Watson and those pass catchers, I don't know. Titans do have a 
lower than average pass defense, so they should have a good matchup here. But I don't know. Deshaun Watson has looked awful. If he doesn't get back on track this week, I might cut ties and think about pinching him for the rest of the year because this is a prime matchup for him to get back on track. So you're going to start Amari Cooper, probably going to start Njoku because tight end is such a difficult position. Um, but that's about it. I wouldn't start Deshaun Watson unless I didn't have a choice this week. But if he doesn't do anything this week, then I'm out. I'm I'm just, that ship has sailed. I'm no longer looking at Deshaun Watson anymore. And then next up, we have the Falcons and the Lions. This one should be fun. This one's going to be the battle of rookie running backs. So for the Falcons... Bijan Robinson is the truth. He is amazing. You have to start him every week and not think twice about it. He's going to get more and more touches. He could be top three running back the rest of the year. He's just that good. And with the passing game, it's been brutal, man. Desmond Ritter does not look good. And he's making Drake London and Kyle Pitts almost not be startable. Drake London had a decent game last week. But can you trust that to keep up? And Kyle Pitts has just looked bad because Desmond can't throw the ball. So if you want to start them, you can. But, of course, lots of caution. And then with the Lions, their offense looks pretty solid. And the Falcons' defense doesn't really scare you. So Jameer Gibbs, of course you're starting him. He's going to get a lot of love. A lot of targets in this offense. I think he's number two as far as running back targets in the league go so far, which is amazing. And Dave Montgomery is probably going to miss this game. So that should mean he's going to get a little bit more uptick in volume. Now, they do have Craig Reynolds. They will use him kind of in that Montgomery role. But I don't think he's going to get 15 to 20 touches. I think it's going to be about both of them getting 13 to 16 touches in. Jameer Gibbs getting that much love, must start. Starting Amon Ra, he's amazing. And you could think about starting Sam Laporta. He's getting a lot of looks and some red zone targets. And tight end is difficult as it is. So if you need to start him, you should feel okay about that. And I'd also keep an eye on Josh Reynolds. He's been playing really good, especially with Amon Ra a little bit dinged up. He's been a little injured. So keep an eye on him. If you have him, you can start him. If not, maybe pick him up, put him on your bench, and consider him in the future. And then next, the Saints against the Packers. For the Saints, um, the running game is going to be interesting. This might be the Kendra Miller game. He's the rookie running back that's been hurt, but with Jamal Williams being out and out for a few weeks, this will be the only week where it's Kendry Miller and Tony Jones, and that's it. So Kendry Miller should get a lot of love, a lot of touches, a lot of volume. And this might be his only week. He really has that because next week Kamara comes back. And with the passing game, you're starting Olave. He's one of the best receivers in the league. And you probably can start feeling okay starting Michael Thomas. He's looked pretty good, actually been a little surprising and it's been a pleasant surprise honestly and then with their tight ends you can start Johnu Smith he's okay um, he normally doesn't get a lot of targets but 
He does get some end zone looks, so you might think about maybe plugging him into your lineup. And that's about it for the Saints. Um, Taysom Hill is okay. He hasn't really had those big weeks, so he might be due one. But he doesn't get a lot of a lot of usage. It's just if he scores, he's startable. If he doesn't, he's not startable. So use caution there. And for the Packers, this one is interesting because they have a lot of injuries. Aaron Jones might miss again. If he does, A.J. Dillon is kind of a must-start, but he hasn't looked all that great, honestly, so it's still kind of eh. And the receivers, Romeo Dobbs looks pretty good. Um, Christian Watson looks like he might give it a go, so you might start Watson and feel okay about it, but you don't feel great because you haven't really seen it yet this year. Dobbs has been fine. Jalen Reed has been fine. And their tight end, Luke, Luke Musgrave, has looked okay. But you kind of are kind of iffy about starting any of those guys because you just haven't seen it enough. And the Saints have a pretty good defense. Next up, we have the Broncos against the Dolphins. This one could be high scoring, honestly, because neither defense really scares you. And both offenses has looked pretty decent, especially the Dolphins. So let's start with the Dolphins. Raheem Mostert is still the guy for a little bit longer until um, until Jeff Wilson comes off IR. So you should feel good starting Raheem Mostert. Devin A. Chain, he hasn't really played much yet. He might get more looks here soon, but he shouldn't be in lineups yet. And for their pass catchers, Tyreek Hill is amazing. He's going to be shadowed by Pat Sertan probably, but you, you can't bench Tyreek Hill. He's... Right now, he's the wide receiver one in the league as far as fantasy points go. So you have to, have to, have to keep starting him. And Jalen Waddle's been a little bit injured. He might give it a go. If he does, you start him. If not, I wouldn't start any other receivers unless you're in a deep league. Um, then you might look at Braxton Berrios or Cockcraft. But I, would, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I'd probably keep them on your benches. And the Dolphins don't really have a tight end you're interested in. But Tua is a good starting option. He's looked he's looked great, honestly. He's probably a top six, top seven play this week. And for the Broncos, their offense has actually looked okay. Russell Wilson is startable. The Dolphins are going to put up points, so the Broncos are going to have to keep up. So I would start Russell, Russell Wilson. He's a good streamer this week. And with the receivers, Cortland Sutton's an okay flex option. Jerry Judy should be more like Jerry Judy this week. So solid by receiver two. And Marvin Mims was a hot pickup off the waiver wire, but he didn't play many snaps. He scored that long touchdown, which is what he's capable of. But until you see him play more snaps, I wouldn't really start him unless you're in a deep league. And the Broncos tight ends have been kind of injured and not looking that great, so I probably avoid there. And with their running backs, Javante Williams has been getting a lot of snaps, a lot of touches. So you can start him, but he hasn't looked like the Javante Williams of previous years. He's still kind of getting himself ramped up. So maybe not expect a lot, but he's a solid flex play. Flex play. Same with Pirine. You can start him in your flex as well because they're kind of splitting touches there. 
And the next we have possibly the fantasy game of the week. Chargers Vikings. Two O and two teams trying to get off the snide, trying to get their first win. And two defenses that haven't played all that great according to the numbers. So these offenses are gonna put up points. Let's start with the Chargers. Starting Justin Herbert, he's a top five play, most likely. Um, and with their running game, Eckler's going to miss this game, so it's going to be Joshua Kelly. Start Joshua Kelly because the Vikings defense looked awful. They won't look as bad as that Thursday night game against the Eagles. Eagles just ran ran through that Vikings defense. The Vikings didn't adjust, but they've had 10 days now to prepare and try to um, sew up that weak run defense. It's not going to be great, but it'll be better. But you can start Joshua Kelly and feel confident in that. And with our pass catchers, you're starting Keenan Allen. He's amazing, but I would kind of damper expectations a little bit because Keenan Allen plays in the slot, and he's going to be matched up against Byron Murphy. And if you look at the previous two games, the Vikings' pass defense has been burned over the top, not in the slot. So Mike Williams could be the play this week. He could have a boom week. He hasn't really had him yet. But this could be the week because Minnesota likes the blitz. They like to play man-on-man on the outside, and Mike Williams might get free. So you should feel comfortable starting him. Gerald Everett's okay if you don't really have much tight end options, but that's that's kind of a dart throw, and you shouldn't shouldn't feel super comfortable because he hasn't done a lot yet. And for the Vikings, you're starting Justin Jefferson, best receiver in the game. This could be his week. He hasn't scored yet. You know he wants to do his gritty out there in the end zone. And I think you can start Jordan Addison, honestly. Past couple weeks, he's scored. He's getting more and more targets. I think he's going to be their wide receiver, too. So you should put him in your lineup, I believe. And Kirk Cousins is honestly a top six, top seven play as well. He's looked great. I think he's QB two or three for the year so far, which is crazy to think. And for their run game, you can start Madison because the Chargers' run defense isn't great either. And um, yeah, Madison's looked awful, but he is the guy. They're not going to be looking at K-Makers yet this week. They're still going to be Madison. I think K-Makers is going to be inactive. So you should feel fine this week, but maybe not next week. And then, of course, you're starting TJ Hawkinson. He's, I think he's number one in tight end fantasy points this year. And then next, we have the Patriots and the Jets. This could be kind of a low-scoring defensive game. For the Jets, you probably have to start Garrett Wilson. And that's going to be it, honestly. Brees Hall... He's been up and down. Um, Dalvin Cook hasn't been great. The offense in, uh, in the hole hasn't been that good. But you probably have to start Garrett Wilson. And keep Brees Hall on your bench, probably, because the Patriots defense is really good. I kind of think the Patriots might win this game. And then for the Patriots, Mac Jones has looked good, but I wouldn't start him. Ramondre's a starting option, of course. Um, an RB1, um, and then that's about it. Their pass catchers have been okay, but they've been up and down. You can start Hunter Henry if you want to. He's been really good. I don't expect him to score touchdowns every week, but he might be their only option. 
So you're starting Stevenson, you might start um, Hunter Henry, and that's kind of it for that game. The next, we have the Bills and Commanders. This could be another good fantasy game. So for the Bills, of course, Josh Allen, he's amazing. Stephon Diggs, top five receiver in the league. And then with Gabe Davis, you might want to throw a dart at him. He scored last week. He looked good. He might be a flex option. And I'm still a believer in Dalton Kincaid. Titan is in that deep of position, and he's playing snaps, just not getting the targets. So you can start him if you want to, but I don't know. He hasn't shown out just yet, but I still have confidence. And then James Cook is great. He was a sleeper this year in drafts, and he's looked really good this year. So start him with confidence. And for the commanders... Terry McLaurin hasn't been great yet, and he's going to get shadowed by um, the Bills' best corner, White, and he's really good, so maybe hamper expectations a little bit there. You might have to start him just because of the position and where you drafted him. Um, Jahan Dotson should get some more looks. He didn't look great last week, but this should be his week of um, getting more targets. Curtis Samuel's fine. Um, they're tight end. Logan Thomas is injured. I think he's out, so you can't look at tight end there for the commanders. But for their running backs, Brian Robertson Jr., he is their guy. He's awesome. He's a solid RB2 going forward. I would start him with confidence. And Sam Howell could be a streamer because they're going to have to put up points against the Bills, and he's been looking really good. And then next, we have the Texans at Jaguars. This one's going to be interesting. So for the Texans, Damian Pierce, man, he has not looked good. But I have not given up. I say start him one more week. And if the, he doesn't do anything this week, then that's it. Cut ties. And for the Texans pass catchers, Nico Collins looks amazing. You're starting Nico Collins, possibly wide receiver two option. And Tank Dell. I think he might be still a flex play. He's looked really good. He should have scored two touchdowns last week. He got one, but he's getting end zone looks, lots of targets, kind of flying onto the radar. He was a great waiver wire ad this week. I think he could be startable. So keep an eye on him, especially in deep leagues. And Dalton Schultz, you're not really comfortable there. That's kind of it. C.J. Stroud's looked really good because they have to pass the ball, but I think their run game might get back on track this week. I think that's a focal point. And then for the Jaguars, um, Zay Jones is out, so Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are going to get a lot of looks this week. The Texans' defense isn't that great. Their best corner, Derek Stingley, is out, so they're... Defense, their secondary is not going to be that great, so the Jaguars should pass the ball well. You should feel okay starting Trevor Lawrence, top 10 play. And of course, you're going to start Travis Etienne. He's amazing, as he always is. Tank Dell hasn't quite gotten there yet, but I still believe keep him on your benches for now. And then Evan Ingram, he kind of is a has to start because of the position. He hasn't really done much yet, so this could be his week, honestly. And the next, we have the Colts against the Ravens. Anthony Richardson's already ruled out, so it's the Gardner Minshew show. I think this might get a little ugly for the Colts. I think they're going to get down kind of big. Their defense isn't great, so Michael Pittman should get a lot of touches. Zach Moss is going to be the running back, and then that's about it for the Colts. 
You're not really starting anyone else. And for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is amazing. He's awesome. Zay Flowers is going to be the guy because Odell is ruled out. So Zay Flowers might be a sneaky, um, really good start, start this week as a wide receiver too. Um, and then Mark Andrews. And that's about it. Because their running game, their running backs are going to be splitting carries. You don't know who's going to be the guy. And the receivers, other than Zay Flowers, you don't really know what's going to be there. This could be funneled between Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. And that's it. I mean, this game could get out of hand. So their running backs are going to get touches. But you don't know who it's going to be. And then next up, we have the Panthers at the Seahawks. The Panthers, it's not looking good for them this year. They could be one of the worst teams. I hate to say it, but their defense hasn't been all that great. Offense hasn't moved the ball much. Adam Thielen's okay to start in a flex. Um, it's going to be Andy Dalton this week because Bryce Young's hurt. Andy Dalton's fine. He's a decent passer, but you're not excited for that. Miles Sanders has been okay. Um, you could start him as a flex because the Seahawks defense isn't great, so the Panthers might be able to move the ball, but I don't know. It's not looking good so far. And Hayden Hurst also you possibly can start because tight end is such a wasteland. And then for the Seahawks, well, actually, again, for the Panthers, keep an eye on Jonathan Mingo. He could be a bench stash. I don't think you should start him just yet, but maybe in the future. And for the Seahawks, Geno Smith is a fine start this week. He should have put up points and yards against the Panthers. Um, and Kenneth Walker is a great start. I thought it would be kind of a split between him and Zach Charbonnet, but it has not been the case yet. Kenneth Walker's their guy. So start him. And with the pass catchers, DK Metcalf is a little banged up. I don't know if he's going to go or not, but if he goes, you're starting him and you're starting Lockett. But if... DK Metcalf misses this game, then it's the JSN time. JSN's going to get targets. He could be a sneaky start this week. And that's really about it. Tight ends there, not really. Um, they haven't targeted them yet this year. Next up, we have the Bears at the Chiefs. Mm, this could get ugly as well. The Bears also look like one of the worst teams in the league. I don't want to start any of their players. Maybe you're starting their quarterback. Maybe Justin Fields is a start. But that's it, honestly. DJ Moore is supposed to be a sneaky wide receiver, too, this year. He hasn't shown it. If you have to start him, okay. But you're kind of doing it with your eyes closed, hoping that they kind of turn things around. The running backs, eh, you're not really comfortable there. I don't know. The Bears' offense looks awful. Hopefully they turn it around, but I don't have confidence. And for the Chiefs, Mahomes, amazing, of course. I think this is a Kelsey game. He gets back on track. Pacheco's going to get a lot of touches because I think they're going to be up and up quick against the Bears. And that's kind of it. Until you see one of these receivers kind of take control of that room, Sky Moore, maybe he looks fine, but I don't trust those receivers yet. So it's Pacheco, Kelsey, and Mahomes, and that's it. Next up, we have the Cowboys and Cardinals, another game that could be ugly. And honestly, the Cowboys defense is a good streamer this week. Um, they've already put up so many points against the past two offenses they've played, and it's going to continue. 
And then for their offense, since they're going to be up big, you're probably not able to start Dak unless you have to. And you're starting C.D. Lamb because he's a top 10, maybe even top 5 receiver, but that's it. You're not really starting any other pass catchers. Brandon Cooks hasn't been that great. He's been injured as well. Michael Gallup isn't even a rostered player at the moment, I don't believe. And their tight end, um, Ferguson, he's looked fine. You should pick him up, but I wouldn't start him. Only only other startable player for the Cowboys is Tony Pollard. He's going to get a lot of rushes, a lot of attempts, because they're going to be up big. For the Cardinals, good luck, Cardinals. Um, I guess you can start James Conner because he's going to get volume. Same with Marquise Brown, but you're not confident in either one of those players. If you can go elsewhere, I would, because this isn't going to look good. And then for the Sunday night game, Steelers and Raiders. I think this is also going to be a sneaky high-scoring game. For the Steelers, George Pickens is going to get looks early and often. He's one of my favorite starts this week. Raiders defense is terrible. Um, And I would keep an eye on Calvin Austin as well. He's a sneaky um, waiver pickup, put on your bench, look into the future, especially while Deontay Johnson is still injured. You might even be able to start him this week because I think the Steelers are going to put up points. Same with Kenny Pickett. He's a sneaky QB streamer this week. And for the running backs, um, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren have been split in touches. I kind of like Jalen Warren better. He's looked better. Um, If I had to start one of them, I probably would start Jalen Warren. And I would think that this is a Pat Fryer move. Get Get off the snide kind of a game. He should have a better game this week. And for the Raiders... You're starting Devontae Adams because he's great. You probably have to start Josh Jacobs because where you drafted him, and that's it. Raiders have not looked good, Um, but they should move the ball okay. The Steelers' defense is really good, though. I expect a couple turnovers, um, but I don't know. Josh Jacobs has not looked good. You might want to sell him at the moment. Um, He's probably going to be a sell low. You can get him for pennies on the dollar because the Raiders have not looked that good but he is their guy him and Devontae Adams and that's about it and Garoppolo's kind of looked awful honestly and then for our two Monday night games Eagles at Buccaneers two 2-0 teams who would have thought the Buccaneers would be 2-0 for the Eagles Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks you're starting him starting both those receivers and A.J. Brown. I think this is an A.J. Brown game because he kind of got a little upset last week. So I think A.J. Brown's going to have a big game. Devontae Smith's been injured, but I think he's going to give it a go. You're starting him. You're probably starting Goddard as well. They've tried to get him the ball. Hasn't worked yet, but he's still a great tight end. Um, And for their running backs, I honestly kind of want to avoid that. I know last week DeAndre Swift looked amazing, but Kenneth Canewell is back, and I think they're going to just kind of see who's their guy, and we don't know who that is. If you want to take a dart throw at one of them, go for it. Maybe you hit gold, but I'm honestly kind of avoiding. And for the Buccaneers, that's fairly straightforward. Uh, You're starting Mike Evans. He looked amazing. You're probably starting Godwin because of the talent and where you drafted him. And Rashad White 
is a must start as well. The Eagles' run defense is good but not great. And Rashad White is their guy. He's going to get their rushes. He's going to get their running back targets. He is their guy. And that's kind of it. Bakers look fine, but I don't expect a good Baker game this week. And um, their tight end, Otten, he's been okay. And you can pass against the Eagles, especially with the tight end game. But I probably wouldn't be starting him unless you didn't have a choice. And then lastly, Rams, Bengals. So the Rams offense has been kind of good, honestly. Pukunakua has been the story of fantasy football this year, along with Kyron Williams. Both of them are must-starts, and um, it's kind of it. Matthew Stafford's close. He's close to a must-start. Keep an eye on him. He's been throwing the ball everywhere. Looked really good. If you need to start him, you can. That's fine. Um, but I don't think he's a must-start just yet. The Bengals defense is decent. And they're desperate. They're 0-2. And for the Bengals, I think Joe Burrow's going to miss this game. So it's going to be a little difficult for them. I wouldn't start their backup quarterback. You've got to start Jamar Chase and T. Higgins because they're amazing. But I would lower expectations a little bit. And then you're starting Joe Mixon because the Rams defense doesn't scare you. But again, lowered expectations because without Joe Burrow, this offense isn't going to be as good and hasn't looked good already as it is. But okay, that is the week three preview. Now it's time to get real. And I want to share a short little story about how my wife and I helped out a family member of ours in desperate need and how helping people out is just so vital in this world because it's a difficult place we live in, and if you're able to help, you should. So there's a family member that we had that was going through a lot of difficulties, um, a lot of things in life that have been just knocking him down, and he had nowhere to turn. He didn't have anywhere to live at the moment. He was living in his car for a few days, and he was reaching out to family members to see if he can stay with them for a while, and my wife and I, we were last on his list, but he was desperate, so he reached out to us, and we said, of course, we would love to help you out. He moved in, and he told us that he didn't really want to ask us for help, but he was so glad that he did because we were so much better to him than, we, than he thought. He was lost. He didn't know where to turn, and so he, he didn't know what to expect, and all we asked of him was to get a job because we believe having a job would help him out and come to church with us on Sundays. He thought that we were going to require so much more because we're religious and we thought, no, no, just come with us to church on Sundays, get a job, and that's really all we require. And seeing the progress that he made in the time that he was with us was amazing. We, got, we had opportunities to share Christ's love as much as possible and he saw that with our actions and treating him the way we did and he made progress in his belief of God. He started out believing that um, God doesn't care. He knew there was a God but um, he didn't want anything to do with them because of how life had turned his way. But after spending time with us he saw God's love he knew God did love us. He still had some ways to go, and that's between him and the Lord, having that relationship. But he saw God's love 
in the time he spent with us and that's all we really could do and now he's out he's moved out he has his own situation he's living in he has a great job things are looking really good for him and my wife and i are so happy that we could be just a small part of his progress if you have anybody in need of help and you have the opportunity to possibly help i would encourage to see what you can do you don't have to have them move in with you if you know someone's struggling but maybe it's a financial gift maybe it's um talking with them maybe it's just praying for them but if you have the capacity to help someone out and you know of someone that you can i would encourage to look into that well everyone thank you so much for joining in to this week three preview this is andrew with fantasy football christian university come see us at our website fantasyfootballcu.com we have lots of courses that teach on fantasy football. We have a membership you can join in, seven-day free trial for new members, where we're going to have weekly uh, meetups, webinars, discuss fantasy football, answer any questions we can. And we have lots of great people that want to join in and just have conversation and have a good time on our forums. Look into it if you want to join our membership. See you in the next episode. God bless you guys.